Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Supervalue GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show we're going to take a quick run around on the managerial updates in the club. Um, we'll be talking Horlin, Cavan College in the uh, league final or Cavan Institute and we'll also be looking ahead to Lorgan Miners as they get ready for the Ulster um, final this Sunday. They're taking on the Down Champions um, and we'll hear from Morris Kelly, Emma Tolan, and we'll be joined by Aileen Coyle a little bit later on. But to go through a little bit of the Cavan GA world, I'll be joined by the sports editor of the Anglo-South, Paul Fitzpatrick. Um, Paul, we'll start off maybe with the uh, the news that the the motion that was going to go to Congress to eliminate Cavan and four other counties from the National Horland League has been withdrawn. Um I suppose this is a case of public pressure um maybe having an impact on on what goes to Tlaor because it, it definitely got an awful an awful amount of abuse and an awful amount of slagging around it because of the idea behind it. Yeah, it's it's a funny one. I kinda of thought from the start that it was a bit of a red herring and there was an element of, of flying a kite with it because it just seemed so uh Draconian and what they were going to do with the, the five lo- um, lowest ranked teams or the five teams who have less than five clubs, I think it was. It, it just seems it just seemed mad and it wasn't really workable because uh, the talk was that they were going to increase the the number of games in the Lorry Mar, and then obviously you were going to need, you couldn't go into that without training, you couldn't go into that without playing a couple of challenge games. And by the time you'd, you'd stretch out the Lorry Mar and add in the challenge games and stuff like that, you you really weren't saving very much off your season anyway. So the idea of it seemed to be that they would they would save the money that they're spending on these teams and uh, they put that money into developing Horlin in these counties. Which yeah, you could on, on the face of it that sounds like a sensible thing, but it's, it was completely unworkable. And as I said at the start of it, why can't you have both? Why can't you have money to develop Horlin if if we're serious about developing Horlin around the country, which for, which the G are not? Uh, make no mistake about that. If they were, Horlin wouldn't be in the state that it's in. In probably fifteen or sixteen counties, so they, they have. The thing that was it, it, it was, it didn't even seem like it was a national or a Crow Park idea. It, it's it sounded like it was a a cost saving idea from one of the five counties, and Crow Park thought, oh yeah, this might be a bad idea. We'll 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 go with it, but the money that was going in wasn't coming or, and doesn't generally come from Crow Park anyway. So it was it was almost as if it was going to be, well, we're going to dictate how you spend the money that you raise, which again is a, a big, big problem. If I if I earn the money, I want to know how I can spend it. I don't want to be told how I can spend it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That, I'm not sure exactly how that divvying out of the money works or or how how exactly you know that money comes to Cavan. Like I know that the the teams in the National League in the lowest division of it 
generate very low gate receipts. Uh, okay, fair enough. But I mean, you'd imagine they need they need to be assisted those teams. Now I can I can I can understand that to some extent the the, the logic behind it in that it it does sound a bit mad to have very little club activity going on in a county and yet a couple of hundred grand being spent on a, an inter-county team. Do you know what I mean? Uh, per head, like, I don't know what's spent on, on the Horlers in Loud. Let's say it's 200,000, which is tiny compared to what's spent on, on senior Horland teams or on, or on inter-county football teams. But if there's only 100 Horlers, adult Horlers playing in, in the county, which, you know, the number of clubs would suggest is right, then you are looking at Two grand ahead there per man being spent on that, which which is way higher than than what has been spent around the country. But the obvious answer to that is, well, there's not very little hoarding going on in these counties, so they need positive discrimination. They need to be more money to be spent on them. Certainly, they don't need money taken away. But at the same time, there something has to be done uh, if they want to grow hoarding properly in these counties, and that's going to be difficult. Uh, that is going to be very difficult, but. You know, they, they do need to do something and, and they have put in place now a national plan or they're starting to put, to, put together in place this uh, national hoarding action plan it's, it's, it's going to raise the question though and, and, and maybe this was the whole idea around it uh, maybe this is why Crow Park backed it what have these five counties done to increase participation in hoarding and that yeah. that that is that's that may be where the light has to be shone, and and Cavan included on it. What have Cavan GA done to increase participation in Hurling? Um, you know, we you could say well, at least Cavan Gales has been a huge addition, and 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 you know that that's been a help. But that is nearly coupled with with Mullahorn St Joseph's reducing their underage and and dwindling away as a club a mm. little. So that that kind of is seems to be the way, and I see it in handball as well. When one when one unit gets strong, and you think you're making progress, another tends to get weak. There is a finite pool of resources there, and it's it's difficult. It's it is a very difficult one. But I don't think you should punish the people who are putting in the work, the people who are willing to put in the effort and and train and play into county hurling. I think I think punishing those people would be counterproductive because they are the people that you're going to be hoping that would also be. Doubling as your volunteers and your coaches and so on, and I'm sure that is the case. I say a lot of those fellas are putting in work in their own clubs where they have the time to do it around playing into county. But in, you touched on it there, Damien, about one county. I was told that Leitrim were very much in favour of it. Mm. So there was, yeah. a, there was, a, and I might have even proposed it or were involved yeah. in the proposing of it. So that's something that's been missed in in the national discussion. I was chatting to one fella, national reporter, and I, I was telling him that, and he didn't seem to think that was. As, as striking a, a fact as I thought it was and we were kind of debating it over and back and he was like yeah yeah and I said do you not see what I'm saying here like it, this has been built as something that's been foisted on these four on these five counties in actual fact it's come from within yeah um, but Le- the Leitrim treasurer has been very uh, outspoken there recently about costs and I can understand it I mean he has to balance the books uh, but one of the issues in Leitrim seems to be that that the Cost of preparing their senior football team has has spiraled in recent years compared to what it used to be. So that seems to be a big drain on finances for Leitrim, and obviously small county, there are finite resources there as well. And again, that comes back to a, a, a national debate in within the GEA. 
should each county be given equal resources to prepare for the you know their their intercounty teams you know there's no doubt about it that dublin senior football team is better financially resourced than the leitrim senior football team so therefore there's going to be an advantage there if if we're talking about the the ga becoming uh, you know, more inclusive or, or you know, just more competitive in general, rather than two teams winning fifty percent of of the of the national titles. Um, we've got that. That's a point that we've got to get to probably within the GA. Which, no, but that's that ship has sailed. I mean, the um, tier championships are done for that. So that I think the tier championships showed us that, that the GA don't see it as a thirty-two county competition anymore in the football or thirty-three or whatever it was. I think it's it, you're not going to see teams breaking into the upper tier now. We've seen it in the National League when they went to that linear four tier structure that the the teams in the, <clears throat> in the top division bigger money they get more money and and they get the benefit of of playing more games against better teams and they stay there and they get that that little half a percent stronger each year and the right. grows a little bit wider. So that's what's going to happen in football as well. And you know. That that was one of the big reasons why I wasn't a fan of the Talshin. I thought the Talshin would be would have been a good idea if we had exhausted all other avenues to level the playing field, but we hadn't exhausted any of them. We just said, "Nah, this can't be done. Here's your own competition. You go and play with your own ball there, and if you're yeah. if you if you're good enough, you can come and play with us for a year." Unfortunately, so, unfortunately, I know we're running out of time. I I I think you're right, but it it's something then as an organisation we're going to have to look at because if you take the NFL, if you take AFL. There is financial restraints that 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 level the playing field. You know, we're either going to go that route or we're not. And and if we don't go that route, like you say so often, we're pulling up the ladder. So, but that's a debate we'll come back to, Paul, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, come here, Cavan Institute. They were in the uh, senior football league division four final, the higher education, um, against University of Limerick, but just came up short. I see here, um, seven points to one goal and five. So commiserations to them, but we might find out a little bit of detail about that final. It was played in at Lone yesterday. It was actually played down in Limerick. No, it was played in Limerick. So they want, Cavan Institute wanted to play it in at Lone. I think UL were agreeable to play it in at Lone, and uh, the higher education committee said no. The rule is that these games are home or away, and there was a coin toss, and they lost the toss, so they had to go and play that game in Limerick, and they ended up losing it by a point on the three G pitch, one five to seven points, low scoring. So we will try and get a report on that. I know they had a, they had some well known players on that team. Keevy McGarvin was one of them. Yeah, Keen Keeney was on it as well. Keen as well, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, a few others, but we'll we'll try and get a report for next week's podcast. Um, it might over, it might be over in the Patreon service, um, over on We Are Cavan at Patreon dot com. Um, finally, before we we get to the ladies' football, um, a little bit of changing on the updating on the managerial merry-go-round. So, can confirm or sorry, I think I I can confirm. Sorry, I can definitely confirm. Jared O'Kane is the killing care manager. Um, he's coming in at the helm. Former Derry intercounty footballer who who lives in killing care. Um, so that's a good appointment there. It's it's a great one, sure. It's very high profile. Uh, outside, coming from outside the county, I know um, Jared was involved with Rammer for a couple of years, but he's he's married into Cavan now, and uh, you know I suppose this is the first job. You expect him now to to get involved in football in Cavan, which would be great because he's a 
he's a great football man. He's very experienced and played at the highest levels. But won a minor All Ireland as well with Derry as captain. So like he's he's got a lot of expertise there that, that he can pass on. So it's interesting that he, that he's gone to kill and care. That's his first managerial job, Everett and Cavan. Mm. So you know yourself. There's a lot of potential in killing care. They, they look back at this year and feel that that they really give Ballyhays a decent test, especially in the second half of that semi final. And Ballyhays have turned out to be. I, mean, I think we can say Ballyhays are one of the best intermediate teams in Ireland because they're they're in the yeah the last, the last eight now. They're towards the head of the betting for the intermediate All Ireland. So Ballyhays no bad side and, and that will give killing care heart. So yeah, that that's an interesting one now with O'Kane. It is indeed, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, Paul Pryor, who was uh, managing Mullerhorn at one stage, is taking over Templeport. Uh, Mullerhorn have Donald Ledwick, who was coaching Chris Law, in place as their manager for the year ahead. And Declan Farrell, um, who was managing Templeport and, and a Templeport man, has taken over with Ollie Fay at the helm in Drum Lane. Um, so a couple of interesting ones there we'll, we'll delve fully into them on the podcast next week over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan Brady's Arva Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years a family owned and family run business Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. So Aidan Coyle joins me to look ahead to the uh, Ulster Ladies minor final second year in a row Lorgan are back to uh, to defend their title um, let's just hear from Morris Kelly and Emma Tolan before we get Aidan's thoughts Delighted to be joined by Emma Tolan a member of the Lorgan minor ladies team and also a member of the McAvoy's Cabin Eagles National League team Emma once again a very busy schedule for yourself next weekend how do you manage it all? Uh, yeah, it can be quite tough to manage the two sports, especially when the two seasons cross over. But it's a matter of managing your training and rest days as much as possible. I suppose next weekend is a good example. Um, there's supposed to be three games on in three days, including Ulster minor football final and National League basketball game in the under-20 All-Ireland quarter-final for basketball. So I'll just have to sit out of the National League game, which is unfortunate. But I suppose it has to be done because there's no way I could play three days in a row. But yeah, overall, you just have to look after yourself. Yeah, as you said there, of course, on Friday evening, you're in the under-20 All-Ireland Cup uh, quarter-final and the National League on Saturday. And then a big game for yourselves and your, your club, Lorg, and you're back in an Ulster final um, on Sunday. Playing the both sports, football and basketball, do you find there's any skills overlap or is there anything that transfers for the court to the field and vice versa? Yeah, well, obviously the fitness from both sports help as you're constantly training, but the hand-eye coordination crossover as well. And I think basketball is really good uh, during football because you're constantly making decisions in basketball no matter what you're doing. So your decision-making is bound to improve. So then when you come back to the football field, you're more likely to make the right decision whenever you get on the ball. Yeah, and I suppose that's something you can see in your Lorgan team. So many of you play basketball together and football together. Looking ahead to next Sunday, a massive occasion for yourselves. You're back in an Ulster Minor Championship final. Um, how have preparations went and how are you feeling ahead of the final? 
I think we're all really looking forward to it at the moment. Uh, I'm sure the nerves will set in closer to the game, but right now we're super excited, excited and everyone's really positive. Um, we know Carried Off will be a tough team to beat, but all we can do is go out and try to form our best on the day. Uh, we've been training really hard over the last while, so we're really ready to go and we're hoping the result will go our way. Yeah, and I suppose you were one of the fortunate ones member of the team last year. Uh, of course, you had your sister, Neve there with you as well. How does this year compare uh, to last year? Yeah, well, last year we had a, a really great year. We had a strong team and we all clicked very well. Um, everyone knew what each person was doing and it was joy to play with. Um, this year is similar enough. We have a few different people in. Uh, we lost a few of the older ones last year, but we got some new younger girls in. Um, this year we've had a few tougher games um, we've played stronger teams throughout the Ulster campaign so hopefully that will stand to us and have positive effects for our preparations for the final Yeah and, and finally I suppose not too many clubs reach many finals in, in general but you've not only won an Ulster final but how does it feel to be back in an Ulster final two years running and an absolutely incredible achievement for, for yourself obviously and for your team and for your club Yeah it's absolutely class we really are lucky to have such a strong club um, we've all been playing together since we were kids and everyone's put in a big effort training up together over the last two or three years. So it's great to see that hard work paying off. Um, it is such a big achievement to reach another final two years in a row, so it's definitely exciting and so far the lead-up has been great, so we're all really looking forward to it. Thanks, Emma. Thank you. Delighted to be joined by Morris Kelly, the chairman of the Lorgan Ladies Club, ahead of what's a historic weekend for the Lorgan Miners as they take um, on Clonduff of Down in the Ulster Minor Final. That's at 1pm in our next Sunday. Morris, thanks for joining me. Um, it's great to have you. It's not been a bad year uh, for you as your first year as the chairman of Lorgan Ladies. A very busy year, Aidan, yeah, because this time last year, as you say, I'd only come the chairperson and then we had the Ulster Final to look forward to. So that was my first task nearly when we won that last year, as you know. So yeah, this year's been busy and it's great to be back into an Ulster Final with these bunch of girls because they're a great bunch of girls so it's 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 a pleasure to be in an Ulster final again. Yeah as you said there it's it's very very exciting a week ahead for your club. Not too many clubs meet, make Ulster finals and for your club to make two in a row Ulster finals and to go in as the reigning champions it's it must be extremely proud for yourself as chairman and for the whole Lorgan uh, ladies club. Yeah very very proud for, for Logan ladies and uh, obviously being as chair as well and for the community as well you can see it there's a buzz around the town uh, guys are putting signs up tonight so it was great to see that happening you know what I mean we're probably holding off a little bit in the flags because of Christmas but look at there was a great buzz around the town the girls are uh, ready for it they're prepared the management are ready for it they're prepared as well like as you know we, we I think we have seven from the panel that were there last year they're not there this year so the team uh, restructured, brought new players in, and look at the focus. And to me, the football this year was better level in, in Ulster this year. The games have been harder. The girls have three games under the belts, and they've, they've had uh, tough games, which is great. Great for them. Good preparation for it. Yeah, do you think them them tougher games, of course, the first game against the Monaghan Champions was your preliminary round. It was a tough day out, and nothing's been easy since then. Do you think going into Sunday's final that the girls are potentially a bit more prepared than they were last year, having had them tough games under their belts? I think, Aidan, yeah, definitely, because last year the game seemed to be a lot simpler. And as you say, the game against Carrick McCross, it was a tough game. Now We, we got out there with three points of a win. And the other games against the Derry Champions and uh, the other game the, against Tyrone there last week, 
yeah, they weren't easy game. I know the, the scores might have flattered us at times, but no, they weren't easy games. And we were all happy when the final whistle did go. But look at our defence and our forwards and our midfields. They're, they're well experienced. They're well experienced, as you know, because we a lot of county players in there as well. So it's just great. You can see it on the field, across the pitch. Yeah, and I suppose as as chairman and also a father as well, um, I suppose you've seen firsthand the commitment and the dedication that the players have put in. And it hasn't just happened overnight. This has been years in, in progress, hasn't it? No, agreed. Yeah, I suppose Sinead and, and Maeve would have played last year. Yeah, as a father figure, it was definitely it was great to see you, both your kids playing in the final. But you're right, uh, Logan Lays has put a lot of structure into underage uh, uh, football for the last number of years and you can see it coming through now. I think this is probably the first team where we would have had two teams and we, we stuck with that two teams. So then all the girls got to play football, uh, be it at different levels. And uh, at the moment, we have three teams at under 12, we have two at under 14, two at under 16. So the club is growing and growing, but it's great to have so many teams and get competitive football for all the girls because what happens is, as you know yourself, girls develop at different stages. So some girls that were playing at under 14 uh, have now progressed into the, mm. the minor team and the senior teams. And you can see it, that it's because mm. they got football, no matter what kind of competitive football. So, yeah, the structures are there, which is great. So credit to the coaches, credit to the committee as well. So it's been, it's been great. Yeah, it's incredible. And I suppose a big thing is that the young girls within the club, you said there, the number of under-12s you have in the club, I'm sure the under-10s and 8s as well is just as um, big in numbers as well. But I'm sure when they look up to these girls, the, the likes of, Kiva Halpins and Ava Hayes and Emma Tolins and, and all these players that, you know, they inspire to be like them, I suppose, when you have big finals in the middle of December. There's not too many girls in Cavan still playing football at the minute. But, you know, these young girls, I'm sure, will aspire to be girls like that, which is, is obviously massive as well to have such big role models within your club. It is. It's, it's important. And because I know when them girls, including uh, Sinead and Ava and, and all of them coming into the senior ranks, the senior players were so good to them initially mm-hmm. coming in. So they they seen that the transition was, was easy and that's why uh, these girls appreciate that now. And they do look after the younger players, even coming into the minor team this year. There's a couple of uh, younger under-16s in the panel and playing and starting the games. And it's great to see it, you know what I mean, to encourage them. And it is mighty that way, yeah, I must say, to have role models within the club for the younger girls. You talk about your, your senior team there. I think it's really special that you have, I think it's five of the senior ladies' girls Um over the management, Neve, Roisin, Ellen, Aoife and Evelyn. I hope I'm not forgetting anyone there. And the two men who are blessed among women, uh, Ronan and Neil as well. I'm sure they have a lot, hard job listening to the women and all them girls. But look, a, a word about your management. Um, they must do incredible work behind the scenes as well. I, I suppose they deserve a, a shout out as well. No, it is, it is great because when Neve took on the role last year, she came in to the committee and uh, offered uh, the panel she had with, with uh, current senior players, as you say, including Neve. So that was great. And that, that the committee, it was, it, there was no problem uh, agreeing, agreeing to that because that's what we want to encourage senior players actually train the younger girls. Mm-hmm. So that alone was role models for the girls to see that. And these girls have been playing the week before in a senior match and then re- then actually been coached by these girls. So definitely credit has to go to the manager, Neve, and all the girls there. You mentioned Ronan, obviously Ronan Halpin, and Neil are the, the, the two males in, in the squad. And as you say, look at they they steady the ship and they have to because of, of all the, the girls that are involved. So no, it, it has been great. And look, they're, they're well prepared. We're looking forward to this game. I've talked to the management team there the last night. And they're ready. They're ready up for this game now. So just bring the game on. That's what they want, you know. 
Yeah, exactly. So 1 p.m. in, in our, our next Sunday, there's not really anywhere else people would be at this time of the year, is there? No, we, we were hoping for a big crowd to go. And I know a big crowd from Logan will will go to it. They always attend these matches. So uh, we would just encourage as many people far and wide to come, uh, f- uh, friends and family that may have not got to a Logan game this year, they might turn up in, in Ahar because it'll be a great spectacle for the Logan ladies. You know what I mean? So hopefully uh, we'll have a big crowd coming up from Logan and Virginia. Yeah, fingers crossed. I know I'll definitely um, be there and looking forward to it. But um, look, Morris, thanks very much and the best of luck to the whole team management and, and the club on Sunday. Thank you again, Aidan. Thank you very, very much. It's Look, at a big occasion, another big occasion in the club. I remember um, them winning it. It was a strange one last year, obviously, winning on the home ground and on the 3G pitch in, in Kingspan Breffney and then up into Virginia um, on a cold, cold December night. But a great opportunity once again here for, for Lorgan coming into it. I'm presuming they're going in as favourites considering they're reigning champions. Yeah, I think so. I think they probably with the results they've had in the last few ge- games as well, have probably earned that favourite uh, tag as well. But um, look, it's a massive occasion for the club. I think both Morris and Emma um, alluded to that. A massive occasion to be back, but in an Ulster final after winning it last year as well. So um, yeah, a huge, a huge day for the club. But I don't think to take any pressure from that favourite tag. And, um, you know, I know they are confident in themselves and I think they deserve to be confident in the results that they've had in that. But I don't think it's bringing any extra pressure on them at the end of the day. They're just looking at it like another game, which it is. So, um, yeah, it's huge for the club and it's huge for Calvin football as well to, to have Calvin teams up in these Ulster finals as well, which is massive. Yeah, it is. It, well, it, it breeds confidence then when they go on in later years, hopefully to, to represent either Cavan in the Cavan jersey or represent Cavan as county champions at, at some grade. So they get the opportunity to to prove themselves with, with this minor competition. Carrie Duff from down uh, got the better of uh, um of our man in the semi-final. So there'll be, there'll be no easy, easy walk in the park for them anyway. No, and I suppose going into that game, a lot of people had their eyes on Clonairn. Clonairn were after uh, win the Ulster Senior Club Championship uh, title. So a lot of people expected the Armagh champions to probably get through that semi-final. But in fairness, carried off, held on to 3-5 to 2-6 win on the day. And that puts them into their first their club's first ever um, Ulster final. But, you know, the down clubs have a proud tradition in the club and Lorgan will be hoping to follow on from um, breed a success day at the only club in Ulster to win back-to-back Ulster titles so if Lorgan are to uh, complete that on Sunday they'll, they'll be the second club to do it so um, you know look it's a massive occasion as well for Carrie Duffett being in their club's first ever uh, Ulster final and you've seen Lorgan done that last year got to it and obviously won the title so I'm sure they're going to have no fear as well coming into it but um, yeah look it, it it's setting up to be a cracker of a game really um, Ahar is is the venue in the, the southern part of Tyrone. So I, I I've been up there for quite a few games with particularly in Ulster colleges, good pitch. So do, there can't really be don't be any complaints about it. Um, good good big open space on it as well, which should suit Lorgan and and, and the way Neil Fitzsimons has them set up. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think Lorgan Love, the pick up on grass. I, I think their forwards are they're lightning quick girls like Emma Tolan, Shanna Galligan, midfielders Kiva Halpin, Ava Hayes could run for days. The wing forwards, Honor Mackin or Ella Morgan, if she's back from injury, Ellen Murray, no matter who's plays in that wing forward position, they have the ability to get up and down uh, the field and the backs love that, the half back line love getting up the field and attacking as well. So, um, yeah, I think the big field definitely does suit Lorgan and their style of play. I think, you know, as I've spoke so much about, they have a really, really good um, sense of play with the way they move off the shoulder to move the ball at speed. The back line are, are outstanding and have been outstanding. So, um, yeah, look, I think it's I've been up in, in that pitch many of the time as well. It's, it's a great venue for um, a big game like this as well and look it's not too far up the road and you hope as many people from Calvin will get up to to support Lorgan I know Morris said at the end of his interview the Lorgan ones they're great at supporting their own club so he's expecting a big local crowd but I think it'd be brilliant if a lot of Calvin people uh, made the, the short journey up the road to cheer them on as well yeah, well, fingers crossed there is a, a big crowd to, to cheer them on and, and hopefully they're coming back down the road with their our second Ulster Minor Championship uh, title. It'll be a wonderful achievement to do it. As you said, um, Breda being the only other club. I think I'm right in saying Breda are, they beat Killigarry on that journey. In what that, that was an Ulster final in 20, would that be 17 or 18, something like that? 20, I think that was the best Lock Oopter one year and the best Killigarry uh, the other year, 2018 and 2019. So it was actually two two Cavan teams that the bet in that uh, two in a row and narrowly bet both teams on, on the two occasions as well. So, um, yeah, look, uh, they had a proud, proud tradition back then. I think they're, uh, they won three Ulster titles, uh, two back-to-back. So um, they've had had a good tradition in it. Yeah, and they, they, they were on the outskirts of Belfast or on the downside of Belfast, which Carrie Duff is as well. So mm. the population sprawl out of Belfast is having a positive effect and definitely in ladies football in, in County Down anyway. So um, but look at very, very best of luck to, to Lorgan at the weekend. If you can't make it, Aideen will be doing updates on Northern Sound uh, from one o'clock on Sunday. Um, and we'll be on air for the Ballyhays and uh, Cullihanna game at the same time. So there'll be all Cavan action on Northern Sound Radio. If you can't make it up to those games, tune in for that one and all the reaction from the game will be on the We Are Cavan podcast next week. Aideen, thanks for your time. Thanks, Damien. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Cavan, yeah. Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap, and Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah. <laughs>